wish that for you every Saturday morning. Welcome to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, you've got Alyssa Young, you've got John Elliott bringing you the best that we have to offer you for the next two full hours. You okay over there? You gonna... My microphone was um, wobbly. Wobbly is a good word. I hate when that happens. <laughs> there you are. You're just walking down the street. Your microphone gets wobbly. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Eh, already, already we're off, <laughs> off the rails. Off the rails. Didn't it, take long. What? Less than thirty seconds. It was so bad. <laughs> Welcome to more than money. If you're a loyal listener, that doesn't surprise you at all. Not in the least. If you are just joining us for the very first time, we welcome you. We think you'll find the next couple of hours will be informative, occasionally entertaining, but that's just by accident. And if you are so inclined, you can become the star of the show. We will give you three different ways that you can join us with your questions about your financial picture, your life, your situation. And uh, if we can be of service, we wish to do exactly that. You are the reason that we are the most relevant financial show on radio today. You are the reason that we can make that claim with full confidence because we get up at, oh, dark 30. <laughs> yeah, that's that sound you heard was was Alyssa coming back to us. <laughs> what? What? Go, go, gadget. No, <laughs> sorry. Ah, okay, I'm here. Uh, on what can only be described as a re- really for us a rather wonderful uh, winter weekend. Gosh, 50 degrees out there. Yeah, it's overcast. Well, I'm seeing some blue skies now. We're 67 stories up, so we have the advantage. <laughs> Closer but to the sky, we indeed, can see it. Yeah, we can see some blue skies out there, and <laughs> and the rain seems to have resolved itself, and we've got relatively warm weather, which is a, a stark contrast to what uh, the Kansas City and Miami Dolphins <laughs> players are going to face this afternoon or this evening, I guess. Uh, is, if I understand correctly, they are faced with uh, wind chills somewhere between minus 10 and minus 30. Yeah, that's that's offensive to me, and I'm not Well, anywhere. it's offensive and defensive. See, it's a football oh. game, so you've got offense, <laughs> de- defense. Okay, I, you see about the accidental entertainment. Uh, it's, they can't all be first-round draft choices. That's That's the way that is. So if you are so inclined, we would welcome the opportunity to serve you the most traditional way. And the one that Alyssa appreciates most is the icebreaker call. It is uh, 833-707-7900, 833-707-7900. That's toll free from wherever you are listening, whether you're on um, your standard uh, through the airwaves signal or if you are joining us by iHeartMedia. Speaking of which, that's another way that you can join us. You go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. You hit the Listen Live button. You get the show crystal clear, and then you use the phone number 833-707-7900. comes toll-free directly to us wherever you are, coast-to-coast and border-to-border. And finally, if you'd like to send us an email, Alyssa's already gotten an email this morning. Yes, I have. So we're we're off and running. Well, she's running. I'm off. So that's, <laughs> wow, that actually does fit. <laughs> Usually, my segues have no real connection to reality whatsoever. But in this, uh, case, you're admitting that. <laughs> well, <it's, clears throat> 
There are certain things that are fairly obvious. <laughs> Off and running. So we'll address that email here momentarily. But email Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. Gene at askmtm.com works well as well. And uh, for the next uh, hour and 48 minutes, we will be answering your questions, uh, hearing your observations, correcting you where necessary, inspiring you where necessary. I got inspired this week by a woman named Betty. (laughs) I got to figure out how to get that video and either post it to our website or get it on our TV show or... Well, we can at least share it on our social media channels. Oh, it's just fantastic. Uh, I bumped into a video this week from, uh, uh, gosh, portraying a woman who, when I first started listening, I did not understand kind of the the overarching mm-hmm. impact of what she was about to say. And she's talking about her life and how she has had many roles in her life, mom and and uh, and daughter and sister and wife and um, many different activities. And, and she became a... Um, Park Ranger, when she was 85 years old. 85. <laughs> and then goes on to say, so now at age 101, and I went happy, healthy 100. Mm-hmm. She's my new role model. She's the epitome. <laughs> she is the epitome of being happy, healthy 100. Epitome? I got to look That's that an up. inside joke. That is very inside. In, inside as we should shut the closet door. That's That's... How inside that is. Ah, goodness gracious. So uh, if uh, you are so inclined, look up Betty, 101 years old. And we'll, we'll figure out how to get it to you because it's that good. Uh, Joe Biden was in the Lehigh Valley yesterday. So what? Um, <laughs> Iowa. Iowa caucuses this week. That's very exciting. Mm. Of course, it's going to be bitter cold and they, they're talking about blizzard conditions. Oh. But we wish them the very, very best. Um, President Trump did a town hall in Iowa this week opposite the DeSantis uh, Nikki Haley debate. Mm-hmm. And uh, on CNN, they drew about two million, and, and President Trump drew six million. So <clears throat> I think we have a kind of an idea of where people are leaning. Um, markets up across the board, the, uh, the Dow, the S and P, the NASDAQ across the board for the week. Very good. That's always a good sign. Um, I had my experience applying for social security yesterday. See, we, I, I, I eat my own cooking. I, I believe most people, the vast majority, 98%, if they are able to, are well served by waiting until they get their maximum social security. And I'm going to max it. So that's a good thing. (laughs) Very exciting. And Bitcoin came out uh, yesterday in the form of exchange-traded funds. We'll talk to you a little bit about that and what that means or not. But uh, 833-707-7900 is our phone number. And And we already have the first call of the show, our icebreaker call. We're going to welcome Gary. Good morning, sir. Uh, Good morning, Alyssa and Jean. How are you this morning? We're doing great. Thank you for calling. So quickly, get us started off on the right foot. How can we help you? Well, this has been been on my mind for a while, and that's why I thought I'd jump on it right in the morning. Great. Uh, I live in Pennsylvania. Uh, I've been looking for boats to buy. I found one, my dream boat, which is in Florida. Okay. Okay. Uh, I contacted the gentleman, and he has a lien on this boat. 
Now, the, the boat costs $50,000, and he's got a lien, or that's what I would pay for it. The lien is 47000 and change, the loan. Now, uh, initially, we started talking back and forth, and apparently he does not, because he has a loan on it, does not have the title. So what he was asking me to do was get a cashier's check, go down there, go with him to the, the, the institution, pay off the loan, then we would get a bill of sale. I would take the boat, bring it back up to Pennsylvania, and then when he would get the title, which could be two, three weeks, he would send me the title, and I would send him the remainder of the $50,000, which was like $3,000. I went to the bank to get this cashier's check. The woman, the manager, finally came over and cautioned me extremely that this is not a good idea and that I should have possession of the title before I took the boat because in the event, I got the boat, came back here, had the bill of sale and everything like that, and someone else, he sold the the the, the, the title, in effect, to someone else. That person could come up here and appropriate the boat, and I would be out of $50,000. My question is, a lot of people must have this. A lot of people must have loans on various mm-hmm. other things like this. Mm-hmm. How do they get around this situation. I would really like this boat, but I certainly don't want to be out that kind of money. No, and and the risks are even greater. By the way, congratulations to the bank manager for being uh, aware enough and and uh, engaged enough to to make that observation and to give you that counsel. Absolutely correct, but it's worse than that. If you uh, pay off the loan, Without walking away with the ownership document itself, uh, the title, uh, and you are pulling that boat on the way back to Pennsylvania and long about, I don't know, Charleston, South Carolina, you get T-boned. You don't have insurance. You don't own the boat. You can't get insurance until you own the boat. So it makes no sense whatsoever. I'll give you the analogy uh, that I'm sure the bank manager would have thought of if, if that question had come up. Uh, it is what every day, millions of times, what millions, thousands of times a day, people are buying homes that have existing mortgages. Well, how the heck do they do that? They go to a settlement company, a title insurance company or a real estate company. And in cooperation with the lender, the current lender on the house, uh, they have a settlement where the ownership is transferred and that lien is paid off all in one transaction. That's what you need to look forward to uh, in purchasing this boat, if the owner is telling you the truth and all this kind of works out. In the state of Pennsylvania, in, in my experience, AAA works really well mm-hmm. uh, in terms of title transfers and giving you good advice on that. So if you are a member of AAA, that would be, uh, my first uh, uh, recommendation to you is that if you're going to head to Florida with the full intention of doing this and, and you, you believe that the owner has uh, good intentions, uh, then uh, working through AAA is probably a very, very good start. Uh, if you're not a member, it costs like nothing, and you really should be a member. But that, that's where I would start. And, and you're absolutely right. It has to happen hundreds of times a day, particularly in Florida, where tr- uh, titles are transferred and there are existing liens that have to be paid off. Uh, you just need to find the correct professional. I think AAA would probably be the right one, but the correct professional that can do it all in one transaction 
you don't want to wait weeks to find out whether you got ripped off or not. Absolutely not. No, that that's good advice, Gene. Uh, you know, I was thinking that uh, with with your reference to uh, houses, uh, I was thinking maybe I wonder if a marina, you know, or a, uh, you know, a boat dealer, they obviously have to have people bringing in boats that have liens on them, and then they're selling them new boats and stuff. They must have some way to to uh, uh, maneuver through this. Uh, whole thing. Yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. And not okay. the worst idea to to make a phone call to a marina and describe this situation and ask them how do you guys handle that. Um, you know, either way, you you want to walk away if indeed this this transaction comes off. You want to be um, driving away with a boat behind you and a title in your pocket, or you don't really want to do the deal. Very good. Thank you so much. I needed that reaffirmation. The the woman at the bank, it was a credit union, was just fantastic. And uh, she did it in a very eloquent way. She knew that I was enamored with this purchase. uh, Mm -hmm. But she said, you know, she really, really cautioned me. So thank you for uh, putting a stamp on that one. I appreciate it very much. You guys have a great day. You too. God bless. Um, I'm glad Gary called to check. I know someone who got scammed on an intrastate boat sale so you really do have to be careful Ouch. yeah you have Ouch. to be careful it's i don't know why boats have this but it, it, it's it's a problem mm. so so i'm glad he called well boats are the um the great black hole of finance that's right <laughs> uh, gary Can you repeat is that? my husband is listening <clears throat> just say that one more that, time uh... <laughs> Gary, that great sucking sound that you hear, that's the air hose uh, hooked up to your wallet. You think 50 grand is what you're going to pay for this boat? Yup. <laughs> it's like day one. And then it just goes from, it sounds to me like Gary has some experience with boats. Yeah. So this is not news no. to Gary. He used the word enamored. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, I, good for him. Yep. Good for him. It's realistic. Uh, realistic indeed. <laughs> Now, speaking of realistic, something that uh, in our More Than Money World headquarters in the Holy Lands between Bethlehem and Nazareth that we have often said is that uh, the whole cryptocurrency um, mania uh, has no reality to it. We had uh, an early email this morning, Mm -hmm. uh, and the topic of the email was... The new Bitcoin ETF. Um, yep, the, this is a loyal listener who um, wanted to get your take on, first of all, whatever the heck a Bitcoin is. That's a direct quote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great word choice. Yeah, um, and how there's a lot of big names jumping in on this ETF, uh, you know, now that it's um, allowed, SEC approved, right, to be able to trade Bitcoin in the form of an ETF. Right. Um, and Or is it just a FOMO fad? FOMO stands for fear of missing out. Oh, um, is that what that means? Well, I, oh, I for, thought that was very rude. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that he said, he said, I see Vanguard said, no, thank you. Um, okay, let's, let's start with the basics. Uh, cryptocurrency is a figment of someone's imagination. Uh, the original cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, was literally uh, in, invented, invented, uh, please, mm-hmm. uh, by a individual who has chosen to remain anonymous. And if you were going to perpetrate, what a good word. I have no idea what it means, but it sounded so good. If you were wanted to perpetrate a scam on millions of people and make millions of dollars, wouldn't it be wise to stay anonymous? 
Wouldn't that make perfect sense? Yes. Doesn't, don't you think at some point sitting in his cell, Bernie Madoff went, should have stayed anonymous. <laughs> should have just, if I wasn't so egocentric and I wanted everybody to call me Bernie, ugh, <laughs> I should have stayed anonymous. So uh, Yamaguchi, Matsusuti, whatever the guy's name is, anonymous, who started this whole thing, said, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to convince people weak-minded people, I'm going to convince weak-minded people that uh, the the real currency of the world, um, oh, they're not good. Oh, they're, they're evil. Well, mm. okay, m- m- most governments, I would agree. Um, so we're, we're going to operate outside. Yeah, we're going to go, that's right, outside of all these government things. We're going to have our own currency. Isn't this going to be great? We don't need those. Those governments, and and so he invented this. Now I'm quite convinced, no one knows for sure, that he invented it because it made him hundreds of millions of dollars. Because weak-minded people went, yes, I need that, and he created a system where you could quote unquote mine mm-hmm. for Bitcoin. Uh, fast forward, it's now been years, and there are ten thousand different types of cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. And cryptocurrencies is simply defined as a medium of exchange that has no real value. <laughs> Generally done on the, through the internet, either through a hot wallet, a cold wallet. There are a lot of different little wrinkles to this whole process. Uh, but it has had a life of its own. And there are certain people who claim to have made themselves hundreds of millions of dollars doing it. Uh, we know certain people have lost a ton of money doing it. Uh, but bottom line is uh, uh, corporations, investment groups, um, BlackRock uh, is one, uh, Wisdom Tree is another. I know that there are half a dozen at least that were approved as of, was it yesterday or Thursday? I think Thursday. Thursday. Um, yeah. There, There's no reason in the world they shouldn't profit from this. So they've established exchange-traded funds where they will buy Bitcoins, they'll buy Ethereum, they'll buy doggy coin, they'll buy all kinds of stuff uh, using your money, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, initially, uh, their fees are being waived, and it makes it sound like you can do this for free. If you're one of the first folks through the door, um, most of them are cutting off the waiver at $1 billion of assets, so uh, that won't take them very long. But then for... A small fraction, two, three, per, the three tenths of one percent a year, uh, they will allow you to very easily, very, very conveniently uh, invest in a cryptocurrency. Isn't that lovely? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Not really. <laughs> yeah, most quality financial firms, most honorable financial firms are allowing. They are not soliciting. They're not recommending. Right. They're allowing their investors to utilize these uh, uh, ETS after the investor has signed a waiver. And the waiver basically says, um, dear investor, you are doing this on your own. We have no recommendation for you to do it. We think you're a bobo head <laughs> and that this is money that you will rapidly lose but if you insist, uh, you can make your own mistakes. And, and off you go. So bottom line for us, are we recommending it? No. Is there any real validity to it? Absolutely not. There's nothing standing behind this. 
Do- doggy coin, Dogecoin, I get it, doggy coin, it was actually invented as as a joke and now has uh, capitalization at like like $1.9 billion. Yikes. So a joke is worth $1.9 billion. Now, I, I mentioned to you last week that uh, technology, AI, is now, oh, every, everything's AI. Mm. If you're not into AI, you're just going to lose your, sh- oh, my gosh. you got to be it. What do you? What do you have no real intelligence that you don't want to invest in artificial intelligence? Okay, please. Um, five, six years ago, it was robo advising, mm-hmm. and J.P. Morgan just shut down their whole division. Now, if J.P. Morgan, with their resources, can't make robo advising work, it ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, AI, I'm sure it's going to have tons of usages. Cryptocurrency is more in the in the category of robo advising. It is, it is the flavor of the day, in my opinion. I could be wrong. I'm not. I could be wrong, though. I could. I'm not. <laughs> Please. So uh, if you are so inclined and you wanted to invest literally max 1%, 1% of your portfolio. For fun. Yeah. Knock yourself out. <laughs> knock yourself out. But uh, other than that, <laughs> please. What are you writing they here? Have- what is uh, it? This, so Zach's listening, here just talking about boats, and he said that boat is an acronym, and it stands for bust out another thousand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's thinking about a very small boat. <laughs> yeah. Well, a another thousand at a time. Thousand. <laughs> yeah, bust out another 10,000. Yeah. God bless him. B-O-A-T-T. Nice. Look at Zach. Zach's very clever. He's very clever. Was he wearing a shirt when he did that? Oh, it's just a question. Uh, hey, 833 707 7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Gene at askmtm.com. More than money uh, online.com. Uh, just as a quick follow up to uh, my uh, hit and run that I applied for Social Security. Uh-huh. Uh, there's so much going on. <laughs> um, um, I must report, because many of you have had the pleasure of talking to Mark Basak, and me as well. He's, he's a dear friend, a great guy, and super smart. And he's the one that guided me for my uh, uh, Social Security Application. Well, an account, establishing my account Mm. years and years ago. Very, very important thing to do. Mm -hmm. Very important thing to do. Everybody out there, do you have your Social Security account? You're going, I don't even know what that is. Call us. Get in. Get this done. This is a super important way to protect yourself and protect your financial future. Mark helped me do that years ago and then guided me for the online application. I will say... That without having a little bit of guidance, you might hit a couple snags mm-hmm. as you're making that online ap- application. You might go, oh, I didn't know I needed that. I right. didn't realize that. Right. Um, it took me about half an hour. I thought it w- went absolutely smoothly because I had all the information I needed. Um, and I think for most people, applying online is a very, very effective way to do that. So yeah. just thought I'd send that out. Yeah, to you've you. now you've had your own personal experience. Uh for so many reasons. Yes, mm-hmm. that rock the boat, you get that? A nice <laughs> nice 
833-707-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. We're back after this on More Than Money. Your touch has thrilled me like the rush of the wind. And your heart has held me safe from a rolling sea. There's always been a quiet place to harbor you and me. Go-Go Gadgets for that version of Dancing Queen. <laughs> very, very good. I uh, recently saw ABBA inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was actually a recording, of course. They were inducted 10, 12 years ago. Uh, only two members were there. Two members said, eh. I did not realize they were only a group for 10 years and have not been a group now for almost 40 years. In other words, you should stop asking if every song is ABBA. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> you're realizing that that joke should just be put to rest. <laughs> wow. That's, that took a really horrible turn. Harsh. Harsh. But, you're, but I'm right. <laughs> Harsh. God bless you, Zach. God bless you. <sighs> that's what Zach goes home to every night. <clears throat> People being mean. Um, uh, by the way, the, their acceptance speeches, very awkward. Like the two people are there. They clearly did not like each other. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Very strange. Very, very strange. Oh, well. Um, still, great music. Great fun. Uh, 833-707-7900. What? <laughs> what? He's kidding me. <laughs> did you see that where um, George Carlin's daughter is suing the peop- the company behind AI? They came out with a brand new George Carlin special, all done AI. Oh. And the problem is, it doesn't sound like him, nor does it have the same notation, that sort of thing. Um, and she's suing him. I, I can't believe that it's not perfection. I mean, <laughs> wow. Everything we've heard about AI is that it's, it is perfection <laughs> taking over the world. Taking over the world. Do we need to address this? Yes. Okay. Yep. We have a, uh, an email question from a listener. Um, this is Dale. He says, I am over the age of 70 and just started receiving Social Security. Nice. I'm still working. Excellent. And I make over $125,000 salary. Dude, you're killing it. Yeah. He receives $3,436 a month from Social Security. Lovely. I need to know what rate of federal tax I should have my voluntary mm. withholding on my W-4V. 7%? 10%? 12% or 22%? <laughs> 22. Yeah. Uh, not because I've calculated it and not because we've referenced it to our financial data card, uh, but because it in, in, in this scenario, you're, you're, th- this is free money. This is over mm-hmm. and above. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and uh, he and I are, are running parallel lives, right. uh, different numbers, but but same kind of idea. Uh, I would uh, recommend have the max taken out of your Social Security. And then that way next year you're going to go, ooh, look at this. I didn't just fritter away all that money on a monthly basis. I've got a nice big chunk coming back. Or uh, conversely, if the tax laws go against you, you've prepaid yeah. and you're in good shape. So do 22. Um, bless, bless you. you. <laughs> um, uh, the, the differential on a monthly basis is going to be relatively small and the peace of mind is going to be relatively large. Yeah, you'd rather th- do that than owe at the end yeah, of the uh, year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, 833-707-7900. That's our number. And that's the number Brian called. We had a nice segue from Dale's email to Brian's question. Good morning, sir. Good morning, everybody. Um, Gene, I was wondering your opinion. I know your opinion about never say never, and sometimes it depends. But in regards to taking early Social Security, is there a depend moment that you could give us an example of? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, there are folks um, at at the earliest age, say 62 as an example, uh, that really need the cash flow. The, the Social Security payment, even at a much reduced rate, will be a huge difference in their, in their ability to pay their bills and, and to be happy to, to, to exist without tremendous pressure. So that's one example. Our, our Social Security expert, Mark Basak, says consistently you should take your Social Security when you need it. So if at 62 you need it, you absolutely should take it. Uh, the other... Example that we've run into, fortunately, it doesn't happen very often, but on occasion, someone will come to us and and they're approaching 62 and their health is not good and their life expectancy is not normal. Uh, So taking it early uh, is is typically uh, appropriate if your health is in question or if it's been determined that your health is uh, uh, is is going to compromise your life expectancy. for the vast majority of folks, if they can afford it, waiting until 70 works out wonderfully well and gives them a, a, a lot more cash flow to work with for a, hopefully a much longer period of time. Um, but if the need is there, they should take it early. And if their health is compromised, they should take it early as well. Excellent. Thanks for your question. Have a great day. You too. God bless. Yeah. Um, I guess I answered that really, really well. He was speechless. That's <laughs> <laughs> something Alyssa knows nothing about. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Actually, wow. it works to her benefit because she, um, in our world, More Than Money World headquarters, her off her desk is in a pit of vipers. <laughs> she is surrounded by just... Mm. <laughs> The um, a motley crew. Uh-huh. Uh, see, I did that motley crew. Well, anyway, a motley crew of of uh, individuals. I was going to say gentlemen, and then that just didn't sound right. I'm glad you <laughs> corrected yourself before you uttered those words. Eight three three seven zero seven seventy nine hundred. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Young lady writes. Recently, my parents sold their condo uh, to fulfill their long-standing desire to live. In my downtown condo, this is a this is not her home. This is a second condo that she owns. Okay, gives them great convenience for shopping, to be with friends, 
and being in the community. My parents proposed to use the proceeds from the sale of their condo to pay off my mortgage. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, uh, Coincidentally, that amount precisely matches my mortgage balance. Weird. So just (laughs) I'm picking numbers out of thin air. Um, But they they sell it for 400 and she owes 400. Sure. Okay. Uh, Compa... Uh, okay. Uh, complicating matters. My older sister is entitled to 50% of the money from my parents' condo sale, given that there are only two children in the family. So she uses the word entitled. I would not, but she uses the word entitled saying, Hey, if, if mom and dad had 400 grand, she would have, and I would get it. Got it. Assuming the condo sale fetches 400. I knew I knew that number from somewhere. (laughs) Uh, with 200 grand uh, settling my mortgage, my parents assert that upon their passing, I must return this amount to my sister. Hmm. However, I wonder if it's truly that straightforward considering the potential for inflation over time. Alternately, splitting the 400,000 evenly now will add, allocate 200 to my sister, 200 to me, yet this falls short of covering my mortgage, requiring my parents to cover the balance. I question the fairness of this, especially asking them to handle the monthly mortgage. I seek your advice. Uh, okay. So it's kind of like a when does she, the other sister, get her portion? And it's a little complicated because the money would be like tied up right now, right? Is that like uh, a way? Yeah. To- now, and we don't have any ages mm, here. Yeah. So we don't know, but. Uh, she's talking about her mom and dad moving into a condo in the town yeah. so that they're going to have friends. They're going to do shopping. It does not sound like this is a 95 years old and they're being taken care of. This sounds like they're still young and relatively active. So the theory is that, or or at least my my reading of this says, they're trying to anticipate what impact this would all have on their estate. Mm-hmm. What What happens if they were gone? That that's that's how I'm reading it. Mm-hmm. Ask Keith. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I I think the word entitled is is the part that that that's got my knickers in a twist because I'm saying nobody's entitled to this. Mm-hmm. It's mom and dad's money. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, in again my opinion, I could be wrong. I, I'm not, but I could be wrong. Mom and dad should do whatever hell they want to, to do with their money. If they want to pay off this girl's mortgage yeah. so that they don't have any payments, yeah. good for them. They should also keep the extra two hundred grand in their pocket and spend it. Now, can't their will just accommodate for this? If they want their other daughter to get money that their the, the, the condo owner daughter essentially already received, yeah. can't they just... Make that set up with an account beneficiary or in their will so that they like get even later. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Um, So uh, let's use the example of when all is said and done, they're going to have $400,000 in their estate. They won't own any real estate, but it'll be 400. Okay. Yeah. They can um, logically in their will say, um, the first 200000 of that goes to the older daughter. And then the balance is split 50-50. Yeah. 
So at their passing, the older daughter would get the first 200, then she'd get half of the next 200, she'd get 300, and this young lady gets 100. Yeah. Yeah, it's very simple. Um, the complication that is is apparently, again, reading between the lines, the complication that that, that is worrisome to the younger sister is what about inflation? What, you know, I'm getting 200 now. She may not get 200 for 30 years. Okay, so yeah, you're the one that's allowing your parents to live in your condo. Yeah. You're forfeiting rent. You're you're giving them a great opportunity. So you are not getting this for free. Right. There there is uh, there's value, no question about it. It's fantastic getting rid of your mortgage. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, but there, there's some quid pro quo here. Uh, so that's, in my opinion, not, not the biggest deal. The biggest deal, my opinion, if she is that concerned, is that at mom and dad's passing, the estate <clears throat> says older daughter gets the first 200 grand. Uh, what if there's only 35,000 bucks? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it doesn't feel quite right. Mm. Uh, that can be addressed later if yeah. if the younger sister has some uh, anxiety about that. She can, if she wants, write a check. Mm-hmm. Write a check. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's kind of interesting. Everybody's got condos. <laughs> Everybody's, Everybody's got, got condos. Condo. The whole world there Are, has. Do you have a FOMO? Con- no, I circling I, back to the FOMO. Uh, condos have been around a long time. Uh, when I f- first started down my path, I did a lot of investment in real estate. Condos were just being developed, and uh, sadly, I developed a a, a fairly strong um, aversion to. Uh, I live in a building that I only own from the inside of my walls in, and I share everything else with thirty other people. It's weird. Yeah, it's a strange thing. Uh, by the way, for folks who are uh, of such a mind that say uh, fifty-five and older kind of communities where because they don't own the outside, because they share that, mm-hmm. sidewalks are, are shoveled, the driveways are plowed, the grass is cut, the maintenance is done. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. That's a pretty good deal. Me, <clears throat> not so much. Um, yeah, I mean, to each his own, I guess. But it yeah. is a, it's, a, it's a strange concept. Hmm. Um, I, it's similar to when... You own your uh, like a like a mobile home, but not the land not it's the on. Land, yeah. And it yeah, just but uh, way better than timeshares. Timeshare is like <sighs> the the great. We've talked about boats being the great black hole. Um, it's timeshares are just a hole, a hole. They're just <laughs> they're just a hole. <laughs> really bad. I know it's. Like, what is happening to the sky? Well, it's really dark that way, but there's got to be a lot of sunshine right over us. It looks so strange. It's. Uh, Ugh. Auntie M. Auntie yeah, M. Yeah, yeah. It's a little scary. The dark clouds are um, ominous. Speaking of ominous, eight three three seven zero seven seventy nine hundred eight three three seven zero seven seventy nine hundred. Let's see what this young gentleman is saying. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Rick. Um, the so-called inventor of Bitcoin was Satoshi. Oh, that's right. And oh, uh, that's right. he is so egocentric that a Bitcoin uh, is uh, uh, currently about 48,000 bucks. 
and you say one coin, 48,000, can't you buy less than a coin? The answer is yes. I think it's one millionth of a Bitcoin is called a Satoshi. Yes. Which, uh, you should start saying that as your greeting instead of Satoshi. Uh, instead no. of sashimi. Sashimi. <laughs> Uh, uh, namaste. Uh, exactly. Uh, no, nah, Satoshi, I, I don't want to give the guy any more uh, ego stroke mm. than he's already got. So thank you very much, sir. Uh, from one of our most loyal listeners, as any boat owner can tell you, a boat is a hole in the water that you throw money into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Zach, Zach texted me that too. He said that's the other one that I know, but you had kind of alluded to that earlier when you said a black hole. It is yeah. the great black hole yep, yep. of finance. Mm-hmm. Um, Ricky Gervais is a very funny comedian. He's very blue. So if you're not <clears throat> rather um, um, resistant to, to, to being offended, don't listen to him. Um, but he does a very, very funny bit about the fact that it costs like $200,000 to raise a child. Mm-hmm. And, and the start of the whole bit is, and you know, you're never going to get that money back. <laughs> it is not a good investment. And it goes, uh, it's uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, to the both of you, nice. My husband and I enjoy your show for its wisdom and humor. Mm, that must be you. Well, then, oh, that you then you would be the wisdom? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> wow. She, she staked her no, ground. Both. No, you're both. Both. <laughs> Uh, we're considering rolling over some of our retirement plan money currently in a 403B and a 457 into IRAs uh, in our credit union. Uh, we have heard that IRAs are less protected than employer-sponsored plans against garnishment, liens, judgment, and bankruptcy. So my, my, the, the wisdom representative of this team is shaking her head. In the affirmative. Yes. That is true, you're yes. saying. More creditor protection on employer plans. Yes. Uh, do you think that rolling over some of our retirement money to IRAs makes sense? And if so, would you limit this to a certain percentage due to it being less protected? Do you have issues in that area? I guess would be my question. I think that people who have creditors or concerns about debts or you know specific issues maybe are more concerned and mindful about this decision most people that i talk to don't what, what percentage 98 percent exactly 98 percent of people um don't have a problem in that area where they're afraid someone's going to be coming after them for something that they owe or some mm. major issue so it's not one of their concerns and then they roll it over to an ira because other advantages like the, the management and the investment options far outweigh mm. in their world, you know, that protection. Um, not unlike um, people who have $300,000 in the bank and they are losing sleep because they're over the FDIC insurance limit. Yeah. And, and I go, okay, uh, I, I get that there's a risk. So let's talk about the number of uh, uh, accounts. Let's let's talk in millions. How many millions? All right, hundreds of millions, maybe billions of dollars have been lost in the last fifty years because of people being over the limit on any. Oh, wait a second. Uh, how about zero? Yeah. So the risk is there a risk? Yes. Is is the risk in 
significant enough that it would cause you to alter your plans. I don't think so. Right. I, I think this falls in the same category. I think you make a very, very important point. Um, I'm, I'm not surprised. You're the wisdom part of this. Um, that if you are in a precarious situation, perhaps you had a side business that went off the rails and there are people angry with you. Perhaps um, you helped out somebody uh, co-signing a note and now they defaulted and you are faced with some of these things. That is a very important point. And even though there are potentially, potentially advantages to being in an IRA, not if you lose it. Right. So uh, in the 2% case Mm -hmm. that you are at, at risk, Stay where you are. Yeah. If this is a, um, I'm just wanting to make sure I don't mess up, don't worry about it. Exactly. Uh, the IRAs will be all right. Did you say exactly? Exactly. Oh. Well. Zach seems to be an important part of the show. This <laughs> I mean, I like that. He's my friend. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, okay. This is fun. Uh, this is a couple loyal listeners. They've been uh, both uh, radio and uh, TV for decades since they were children, literally. they I think the first time maybe 30, 25 years ago when they were just getting married. So very cool. Okay. Uh, longtime huge fans uh, the show. We appreciate your time. Uh, we know the timing of stocks is a big no-no. But we had some extra cash during the pandemic and picked up some airline stocks, JetBlue and United, at what we thought was a very discounted price. We figured at those prices, we couldn't go wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're currently at a loss for both stocks, and we're confused since travel's at an all-time high. Can you provide any insight as to why airline stocks have not recovered? Uh, Fortunately, this was fun money, hard-earned, but not critical to our lives, and we plan to hold on to the two stocks. Thank you and be well. it is from Heather and Rob, lovely young folks. Hmm. Yeah, that stinks. <laughs> um, so they, they just want to know why, right? Why have they not recovered? And, and they're not necessarily talking about, okay, they plan to hold on to them. You said that. Okay, great. Yeah. So, um, you know, with more time, maybe they, you know, come back. Yeah, with, with like, it's not um, as if these are two companies that are likely to disappear. Yeah. Doesn't mean they won't. Right but right. not likely. Right. Why have they not recovered? Uh, well, um, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on airline stocks. So I'm going to kind of theorize and, mm. and um, I'm sure you have additional insights, but the first thing that came um, to my mind is fuel prices um, maybe has, have had an impact on bottom line for companies like this. Since they have risen somewhere between a hundred and 150%. Yeah, that is, it's one of the largest, if not the largest expense that airlines have. And the Biden, Bidenomics has worked out beautifully, <laughs> beautifully. Um, that was sarcasm. <laughs> of, of the thickest possible nature. People couldn't see you rolling your eyes, like so going, I just uh, wanted to. <laughs> or that little in the back of my throat, right, exactly. Um, Bidenomics has driven um, energy costs through the roof. Um, we recently, recently last September did some travel, um, as, um, our MTM team went down to Atlanta and the airline tickets were just 
about double what they were three years ago. Mm. So airline costs have gone through the roof for um, many passengers. Airline expenses have gone to roof, through the roof for all airlines. Uh, and I, that has held the, the stock prices back because stock prices generally, generally uh, are driven by net income, by profit. And if your expenses are very, very high, and despite the fact that uh, travel's at an all-time high, it's being widely distributed across many airlines now. There used to be three or four major airlines that got 90% of the passengers. No longer the case. And, and so each individual airline has to either manage extremely well or not uh, face these, watch how I do this, these headwinds Ooh, nice. or not <laughs> in such a way that uh, they can be extremely profitable and attractive for stock owners. Hang on to it someday before you die. <laughs> Those will either rebound or they'll become a nice tax deduction. <laughs> so um, we must go to break. Top of the hour, uh, Fox Network News. All the information you need to make it the best possible weekend. Uh, 833-707-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. We'll take your emails, your calls after this on More Than Money. that for you every Saturday morning. We wish that for you every single day of your life, that the good Lord be with you. Uh, please be careful out there. A lot of rain overnight. I don't think we got as much rain as they had expected. Mm. When um, you were coming back from your late night partying. Uh, it was raining pretty hard. Pretty hard. So maybe it did. Uh, wrapped up, it looks like it's uh, going to be relatively dry today. Um, but lots of water out there, lots of standing water, lots of unexpected. You turn the, the, the you go around a curve and boom, you're in the middle of uh, four or five inches of water on the roadways. That's an easy way uh, to lose control. So please be very, very careful out there. We can't afford to lose a single one of you. That's how committed we are. Well, that was years ago, and <clears throat> I feel much better now. The whole committed part <laughs> Uh, one of our loyal listeners says, uh, remember with uh, airlines as well, interest costs ah, on their planes. Good point. They're up 400%. Holy crap. Yeah. And labor costs are way up, and they're likely to go much higher. The uh, current uh, environment for labor uh, is that uh, labor um, rates, um, compensation are rising. Uh, sadly, less than inflation. So even though the cost of the airlines and everyone else, any other employer is much, much higher uh, for the employee. They're not gaining. They're not making headway because if you're getting a 5% raise and, and uh, inflation is seven, uh, 
you have lost purchasing power. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of negative there. Um, saw a fascinating um, clip from um, uh, last evening news. Uh, Jerry Nadler, um, a moron, a, a representative in Congress uh, from the state of New York somewhere, little troll. Um, <laughs> Uh, when asked about immigration, uh, illegal immigration, we have to have it. We have to have illegal immigration. Otherwise, vegetables will rot in the ground because who will pick the vegetables if we don't have illegal aliens? Um. And I, I, part of me got sick to my stomach because isn't that kind of like the attitude when they kept unloading boatloads of slaves? Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know, real uh, Americans shouldn't have yeah, to pick cotton. we need them to do this yeah, kind we, of like yeah, attitude. Absolutely. Ugh. It is so offensive. Yes. And he's such a troll. And for folks who don't know Jerry Nadler, look him up. Um, and if you have children that are misbehaving, use his picture to scare the crap out of them. <laughs> Say, look. This guy's going to come. <laughs> exactly. You either straighten up or we're going to send you over to Jerry Nadler. And that would that should do it. That should fix it right there. Uh, it is a strange, strange um, world that we live in, particularly the uh, the political part of it. I had the opportunity with my uh, my wife, Diane, if that is her real name, um, to uh, to see the uh, town hall that uh, President Trump did in Iowa this past week. And uh, Diane, who is... Uh, for everyone who knows her, um, this is going to come as a shock, but she's much more sense, sense, sensitive than I am. Um, I, I know this is hard to believe, but maybe a bit more sensible than I am, um, a bit less confrontational. These are all surprises, I'm sure, to everyone out there listening because they know me to be such a meek and mild person. Um, but when it was all over, she said, you know what was incredibly remarkable about that town hall and i listened to every minute and found it all very very interesting she said he sounded so presidential he sounded so solid and policy focused and he did not rant he did not rave he did not uh, threaten uh, to put something on twitter that would burn somebody to the he was very measured Um, his answers were incredibly on point and um, she felt very encouraged uh, that uh, if more people see him in that light rather than what's being portrayed, um, that uh, this year should be pretty interesting. Hmm. But I was impressed as well. Um, the whole issue of, of uh, illegal immigration, um, in my opinion, he addressed appropriately uh, three million people who we don't know. We have no idea who they are. Mm. Um, people go, oh, they're just trying. These are lovely people just trying to seek a better life. I'm, I'm sure 70% of those, that is true. Uh, and then there's the percentage of terrorists that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are assuming that these are all people coming from Nicaragua and uh, Costa Rica, uh, maybe Mexico for a better life. Vast uh, numbers of them are from the Middle East and from China. Um, and uh, the Far East, um, and, and we have no idea, and we have no idea who, who they are or where they are. And uh, President Trump said we must begin the, the most massive deportation process in the history of America. 
Uh, and if and and sadly that is true, uh, but sadly it will take years. There are, by estimates now, 18 million undocumented, untraceable uh, folks in America, some of which, yes, are working hard in the fields, Mm -hmm. some of which are working hard on construction jobs, and some of which are uh, in sleeper cells waiting. Yeah. Scary. Scary indeed. Um, Speaking of scary indeed, uh, 833-707-7900. No, it's not scary to call us. No, we are so nice. Yeah. Well, you are so nice. Yeah. Okay. Don't be scared. Um, okay. A gentleman writes, my fiance and I agreed to buy a house. That was more than we expected to pay, but we both liked it. Right. Uh, that happens. Okay. That happens. Exactly. All right. So, so far, not too bad. <laughs> we agreed I would make the mortgage payments and she would pay the taxes. Okay. It's not really fair, but okay. <laughs> uh, when we bought the house, we decided to pay the taxes separately from the mortgage. Uh-huh. That's an option. Uh-huh. As time passed, I asked her if she was putting money away each month so that when the tax bill arrived, she'd have enough. And she says, her answer was, don't worry. I will have the money to pay the taxes. Oh, God. <laughs> is, is there some foreshadowing yeah, here? Yeah. You, you, you think you have an idea of where this might be going? Yeah. <laughs> When it came time to pay the taxes, she didn't have the money. She actually then told me, as I am the man, I should pay all the bills. What? <laughs> Isn't that convenient? <laughs> Setting uh, uh, women's rights back a hundred years. Uh, it caused, obviously, big problems in our relationship, even to the point where she moved out for a year. We got back together with the understanding I would pay the taxes and mortgage. What a fool. Um, <laughs> wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. <laughs> we have been in the house now for four years, and to this day she has not paid a dollar, not even a utility bill. Is she entitled to 50% of the proceeds if we sell the house? What? She has her own business. She's well capable of helping to pay bills. I have proof she has not given me any money whatsoever does she still get 50%? No. Oh, <laughs> are you sure? Should, okay, should she? Ah, that's a very different question. No. No. She should not get a dime. She shouldn't. She shouldn't get a dime. <laughs> not a dime. Will she? Unfortunately, probably, yes. <laughs> no, it's not a probably. It's not a probably unless it is their um, I mean, home. so it's, it's in both of their names. Both their names. Uh, he cannot sell it without her signature. And, uh, it is, if they're joint tenants, they're not married. So they're not, they're not JTROS. They're just JTs, Mm -hmm. joint tenants. Um, she's entitled to half the house. That's gross though. Uh, well, it's gross, but, um, but this young man is a fool. Oh, he's, he's a wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. He's a fool. He has uh, uh, dreadful judgment. He has worse um, a taste in women. Um, I'm not really sure I would refer to her as a woman. There's, there's a lot of other words I would use, but that may not be the right one. Uh, but, but bottom line, he had a chance. There was a window where she moved out. Mm-hmm. where his life could have been so much better. Mm-hmm. And then she negotiated. Look, let's compromise. You pay everything. What? 
the the agreement was I pay this, you pay this. All right, I'll come back if you agree to pay everything. Okay. All right. So on some level, uh, my opinion is one of of two, neither of which is very complimentary to this young man. Uh, number one, you, you get what you deserve. Yeah. You, you have allowed her for four years to walk all over you. And and now you're whining because it's going to cost you money. You, you, you've had many opportunities to correct this error in judgment. You have not chosen to do so. Mm-hmm. This is your last best opportunity to kick her to the curb. Let her mooch off of somebody else. She'll find another one. <laughs> She'll lie to them too. And guys are gullible and, and girls are cute. So uh, that's how that works. Wow. Um, and 50% of the value of the house to go to her when she's paid nothing is the least expensive lesson you will ever learn with her. And if she's gone and it costs you half the equity in the house, you should thank your lucky stars. But just thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for allowing me to pay once instead of every day for the rest <laughs> of my life. Ugh. How wow, dreadful. This is How dreadful. Gene the therapist. Ah, <laughs> Love it. Dr. Gene. Dr. Gene. <laughs> oh, there's so and and what's sad, we talk about we often talk about people who uh, reach out to us because their advisors are dreadful. Mm-hmm. They do dreadful things. And they're going, I'm just worried about moving to a new advisor and I'm just worried how do you, is there anybody out there that's any Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. For the same price the same cost you can go from stink o poopoo caca mm-hmm. to world class just with it's 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 ridiculous how many wonderful advisors there are out there now more than money we've got all of them no we don't, no, we don't. <laughs> most we, we have 98 we have an amazing <laughs> well all of our we are we are 100 percent wonderful advisors but that we're not 100 percent of the advisors in the country no. But 98% are fantastic. Yeah. Um, sadly, 2% still leaves 10,000 of them that stink. And they're crooks and they're, they're terrible. But you can there, there are tremendous advantages to going to somebody that you trust and that, that will care for you. Mm-hmm. That's true for this man as well. Yeah. He thinks he's stuck with a, a lying mooch. And the reality is there are lots of really wonderful women out there, mm. hardworking, um, kind, compassionate, loving, um, uh, equals. They, they, they don't lie to you. They, they want to be partners. Yeah. And, and you are preventing yourself from taking advantage of that opportunity to have great love and great, great joy in the rest of your life. You're right. Uh, kick her to the curb. Yes. Sayonara. Eight. <laughs> Sayonara. Very nice. This should be. I shouldn't. I got to stop saying goodnight to everybody. Sayonara. <laughs> Satoshi. Yeah. Sashimi. Sashimi. You say sashimi on your way into the office uh, and sayonara, sayonara on your way out. I'm going to have that tattooed someplace. Oh, no. 833-707-7900. We go to the phone. Yes, we're going to talk with Gail. Good morning. Hi, Gail. Oh, hi, Jean. (laughs) That's my name. (laughs) Good morning, Gail. How can we serve you? 
I have a question about robo-investing. You were talking before about how one of the major brokerage companies did away with that. And I have my investments in a local brokerage company. I won't give you the name, but it's a a well-established company that you would know of. Um, And I have money in something called intelligent portfolio. Sure. Is that robo-investing? It is of a... Should I be concerned about that? Oh, goodness, no. Um, The folks who need to be concerned... And we're very familiar with intelligent investing. It's it's a very well-known, it's a very sig- significant and successful uh, investment platform. It allows you to do a number of things uh, automatically. So it's not as much uh, AI, artificial intelligence, as it is a, a very effective use of technology that allows you to invest in multiple investments with relatively small entry points, lots of automation to it. Uh, The company behind it is well-established, well-known. The likelihood um, that you um, experience problems with that are very few. I I would say the the percentage of chance that you're going to have a problem is slim and none. I think you're going to do just fine. If it's, if it Great. works for you, if you're comfortable with it, and if you're getting, <clears throat> excuse me, good results, I have no uh, reason to believe you shouldn't stay right where you are. Great. Thanks so much. Uh, you're very welcome. Thank you, Gail. Bye-bye. Um, there are different flavors of, gosh, almost everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, annuities. Mm-hmm. Tons of different flavors. Um, robo Tons of different approaches, tons of different flavors. Uh, one of the things that um, um, we don't use very much, uh, we, we use Charles Schwab as our custodian for the vast majority of our investment assets. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, oh gosh, five or six, seven years ago, came out with fractional shares. And I, if I remember right, intelligent portfolios use fractional shares at least to some extent. But fractional shares allows you to say, I'm going to give you 100 bucks a month. And, and I want to invest it in 10 different companies. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even 10 years ago, your advisor would say, okay, pump your brakes there, buddy. You're going to put $10. Yeah, I want to buy Apple stock. Right. All right, Apple stock is like $200 a share. Right. And you want to you want to buy ten dollars worth. Mm. All right. We can't do that. And now, of course, we can. So if you particularly if you're gosh, if you if you're trying to interest maybe your children or grandchildren in investing, buying traditionally, it's been let's buy a share of Disney stock. That's a nice gift. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really kind of move the needle Mm -hmm. in, in terms of teaching your kids much. Hey, let's buy Disney. Let's buy Apple. Let's buy J and J. Let's buy Microsoft. Let's buy Tesla. Let's buy the stuff. Let's buy GameStop. Let's buy stuff that maybe the kids would be interested in. Mm-hmm. And for a hundred bucks a month, we can split it up at ten different companies, and it and it's autopilot, and it's and it's really a rather intriguing idea. 
We don't use it very much. I right. don't. I, I and part of the reason is I think our demographics for our clients is that they have much more substantial funds, mm-hmm. uh, and when they tend to engage their children or grandchildren, we're setting up either five twenty nines or Roth IRAs for the kids. Uh, so that hasn't been a big deal for us, but I think for some folks it would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my clients has a teen son who was interested in the stock market, and I. Uh, recommended for them. It's actually a fidelity investing app for teens, and it allows purchase of fractional shares for that reason because they're using smaller amounts of money, and it's a good way for them to get more experience and do more um, with things they're interested in and more diversification, and it teaches them more. So uh, that was one of the nice features of that platform. It works out very well. Indeed. Uh, One of our most loyal listeners, if now, when I mentioned Jerry Nadler, I'm guessing it meant nothing to you. Yeah. You, you can't picture him. No. Um, when you see the picture, you'll understand this comment. I have a magic rectangle. Uh, <laughs> this gentleman believes that before entering politics, Jerry Nadler was Jabba the Hutt's stunt double. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that very much. Oh. Preach. Oh, that is so good. We are so bad. Um, I mean, we're not malicious. Well, there was that one time, but that was years ago. Um, okay. How much time do we have, sir? Oh, excellent. Um, okay. Uh, my husband and I are retired. We have about 80000 in a savings uh, account with our bank, 10000 in checking, and... $257,000 in a money market. Wow. Okay. Uh, okay. We both have comfortable pension and social security, and we have no trouble paying our monthly bills. Great. Lovely. We married late in life in our mid-40s, and we have moved several times. We did finally purchase our home about a year and a half ago, and we owe $132,000 on a 30-year fixed rate. The question is, should we pay off our home? Um, I always like to know what the interest rate is on when you're comparing what you can earn on the money in the bank versus what it's costing you to carry the loan. Sure. Right. So their interest rate is three and a half percent. Hmm. Yeah. Then in that case, an example like that, mm. when you if you can still get. 5% mm. on the money in your money market account, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't pay off the loan yet mm. because you can make more with that money than it's costing you. Not by a whole lot, but I think that scenario is likely to change in, you know, it could. If, if, if the rates that you're earning on that uh, money market come down and now it's equal, say, or you're earning less interest than it's mm-hmm. costing you, then uh, if you don't, you don't need that much in cash because of the other circumstances mm-hmm. in your life, right. then paying off the, the mortgage isn't a bad thing because it also improves your cash flow now and you'll have extra money month to month. Um, everything you're saying is quite correct. Uh, the the um, peace of mind that may come from paying off the mortgage, having their home free and clear, having that asset uh, available to them should they need to borrow against it in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, having that asset available if they wanted to do a reverse mortgage and generate income. 
um, having all of those benefits uh, might very well outweigh any profit that they may see by keeping the money well invested. Or um, paying off the mortgage is a, um, it's not irreversible. It is reversible, mm-hmm. but at a cost mm-hmm. and, and at a pretty substantial cost. So the thought that using simple numbers, they're paying three and a half, they're going to earn five. They make a hundred and uh, 1.5% on 132,000. They're going to make not quite 2000 bucks profit by keeping the money liquid and just having a direct debit Mm -hmm. to that account. So they don't even have to write a check. They don't have to think about it. The, 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 the big advantage is not the $2,000. The big advantage is flexibility. Mm -hmm. And one of the um, lovely uh, corollaries to that level of flexibility is six months into, I'm going to keep the money. We're going to pay it month by month. Mm -hmm. Six months in, you go, oh, this just isn't enough. I just... Mm -hmm. I I don't think I like this. Then change your mind. <laughs> in a bl- in a blink. Yeah. Literally, uh, in a blink. Yeah. Uh, so uh, paying off your mortgage, going the other way is tough. Reversing having mm. paid off your mortgage <laughs> is tough. Yeah. Keeping your mortgage and and paying it from your profits, is is easy to reverse. Six months in, I'm not liking it. Change it. Yeah. That morning. Uh, wake up on Monday, go to the bank, write them a check, yeah. and you're done. Yeah. Uh, very similar. We had a very similar conversation with a wonderful couple of guys. They've been with us forever, and they're just wonderful people. Um, they have 65% of their investments protected. What if everything hits a speed bump? How much effort will it take for them to convert the remaining 35 to being protected? Very little. 15 minutes. I mean, literally. So, um, goodness, there's so many things that people get. I'm very anxious about making the decision. If you make the decision that that leaves you flexibility, Mm. that you could change it in a blink. If you understand that you can change things in a blink, it's a beautiful thing. That's right. Uh, We have an email from somebody whose advisor stinks. And you're (laughs) going to hear about that right after this (laughs) on More Than Money.
you've got the best of everything we have to mm-hmm. offer you. And they love's in there. Mm-hmm. Love's in there. Gosh, we are so blessed. So very many of you who have chosen to become part of the More Than Money family. And gosh, whether it's uh, a phone call or a uh, sitting at the, uh, the same table together or uh, catching up in church or at a football game or uh, just bumping into each other at Wegmans, it's so very easy to care for our clients because mm-hmm. they're so very wonderful, not just because they're clients, but because of who they are, the people that they are. And uh, gosh, fantastic. Great piece of music. Thank you, Mr. John Elliott. The dulcet tones of Mr. John Elliott. Hey. Uh, fantastic. Uh, gentleman writes, uh, for the folks uh, talking about the, the mortgage, could easily still get a CD 12 months at five and a quarter to five and a half. Uh, maybe not much longer. Buy a CD for three, six, nine, or 12. Pay off the mortgage. Have made um, a one and a half percent spread. Uh, they have only 90 days interest penalty on the CD if money is absolutely needed. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that we're looking at 132 against 257, the likelihood they will need the money is close to zero. Yeah. Right. Uh, they have a pension social security that covers all their bills. They said they have no trouble paying our monthly bills. Yeah. And bottom line Plus is the other 90,000 in the bank, not including the money market. Yeah. How about it? Good yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we have this level of protection. Oh, and then we have also this have level. This. <laughs> of, oh, and then this level of protection. Good for them. I, they, they should be very proud of themselves. Very, yeah, very it's proud. It's a really that flexibility and options. It's a great place to be. Very, yeah. very, it, and relie- relieves stress. Yeah. And when you're retired, why do you want stress? You don't. No. Um, what you know, looking at the um, priority order of like financial objectives, getting rid of debt uh, so that you're even is like number one. Mm. And mortgage is—it's not bad debt. We're mm. talking about when we say that we're talking about bad debt, expensive debt credit card debt, you know, those kinds of loans um, that aren't intended to be long-term, you know, building equity, that Mm. kind of thing. Um, Getting rid of debt is before you retire. So important to relieving that stress because you don't want that hanging over your head uh, and the um, cash flow that it... happening <laughs> paparazzi. Yeah, there's paparazzi. paparazzi everywhere we go everywhere i know i i can't even i have to put disguises on i should have done my hair today <laughs> just, mm. anyway I, I was just saying that when you have your uh fixed income or reduced income in retirement not having debt payments to make makes things so much easier it really does and there's two ways to do that you can simply take the money out pay off the debt or you can link your debt payment, your mortgage payment or whatever payment to the account that has all the cash in it and live with it for six months. And if it's comfortable, you keep doing it and you make a little money on the side. I say a little money. I I need to apologize. I said, it's only, you're making only a couple thousand bucks. A couple thousand bucks is real money. It is real money. That is, that might be your school tax bill. Uh, Probably not. That might be your township. Your county and township. That might be. You're earning. No, it's, <laughs> all right. It might be two lunches. I, it's, uh, if you go to Wendy's, I, uh, something. Um, but it's real money. Mm-hmm. It's real money. And it's real money that you have the option. You have the choice. Once Now that you know your options, 
you, you have the choices what you do or not. Yeah. You have an email. I do. I have an email from uh, one of my very, very nice clients. Um, and he says, I found a new 2023 Toyota Tacoma. It's a pickup truck mm-hmm. that I'm interested in. It's listed at $45,211. Do you or Jean have any advice on how much I should offer? If I should finance or pay cash, anything else I should be thinking about when I talk to the dealership? Uh, I think this is a great question to discuss because um, buying a car is something a lot of people do all all the time. And it's a stressful sometimes uh, situation. And a lot of people have these kinds of questions. You know, what, how should I pay for it? How much should I pay for it? Should I buy this car? Uh, It's a daunting and sometimes a very unpleasant experience right a lot of stress <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of stress um and 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 let's start with uh, some reality mm-hmm. um car dealers don't care oh oh it's so great you're here we're so happy to serve you yeah they don't care uh there's there's no fiduciary car salesman <laughs> They don't exist. Good point. <laughs> uh, they are not there for your best interest. They are not. They are not going to talk you out of a tacoma. They're not. Uh, by the way, it's it's that's how it's pronounced. It's a Mexican truck, tacoma. Oh, um, never heard that. No, very few people know that. Toyota tacoma. The Toyota The first of all, it's it's by all reports and has been forever a really good. It's a great truck. Great fun. Um, it, it, it can be very, very useful. Um, the fact that they're charging $45,000 for a tiny truck is that's the realities of life these days. Unfortunately, uh, yes. Exactly. So that doesn't surprise me. You should do some research. Um, the Internet can be very, very helpful in terms of um, uh, Carfax, Kelly Blue Book. There are half a dozen different uh, websites that can give you the invoice Forty five thousand two hundred, the dealer cost, mm-hmm. and then you'll see what the what the gap is. Um, there may not be a gap, mm. and and the reason I say there may not be a gap is because certain vehicles, certain, um, well, certainly uh, Takamas are very very popular, mm-hmm. extremely popular. Uh, certain vehicles are in such demand. Dealers don't have to discount them at all. Mm. And and for those of us who have been around a while and bought a number of cars, like a lot of cars, uh, the idea of not getting a discount is like, what are you talking about? That's crazy talk. Of course you're going to give me a discount. Uh, gosh, there was a time not many years ago where at the end of a, a, a car season, like this is a 2023. This is not a, even a 2024. And the 25s are coming out like in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um Six thousand, seven thousand, eight, ten thousand dollars off. Wow! Mm-hmm. And now maybe you'll get a thousand bucks. Doesn't hurt uh, from a negotiation standpoint to simply say what's your best price. Uh, doesn't hurt to shop at more than one dealership. Uh, certainly doing your online research, and if you're not comfortable doing that, get a twelve-year-old. Any twelve-year-old. <laughs> Get on, get on the internet, and we'll help you walk walk you through and do all the research and ask the uh, the magic uh, rectangle exactly uh, what kind of numbers you should be looking at. 
The other thing you need to be prepared for is at settlement when you go into you've negotiated your that was weird. You negotiated your uh, price and you've come to an agreement um, and you've gone for delivery. They will put you in front of the finance person and they will you'll be there for half an hour, 45 minutes. So do you want this? Do you want do you, do you want the extra special undercoating? No. Do you want the extended warranty? Ugh, I don't think so. It, is the car going to fall apart? It's not supposed to. Yeah, but it could. You know, it's, and it's only four thousand extra dollars. Do you want to prepay all your maintenance? Do you want to want to want to? And and you've got to just take a deep breath. Know that it's going to be over in under an hour. Be polite, and just say no to anything you don't want, and feel no pressure whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in this case, uh, the the question of do I finance or pay cash? Yeah. Um, in, Go ahead. In I know this person, mm. so I know his situation, uh, financial situation, and we we actually did have a very brief conversation about this on an unrelated phone call the other day. Um, my recommendation to him was at current car loan rates. Mm. They, we just had this conversation about the mortgage rate versus mm, the uh, sure. money market rate. Uh, it's not the same. It's an inverse in the car loan world. I, uh, my understanding, it's going to cost you more to borrow money than you could earn in the bank. This household has extra money put away. Uh, so, you know, plenty of um, assets. Cash flow is very healthy. So my my thought was, you know, we have money that's liquid mm. that we can tap into to to pay for this that's not going to hurt their out you know mm-hmm. their, their future out you know outcome um and then therefore he won't be paying more than forty five thousand dollars for this truck by paying with money he already has yeah tra- uh, traditionally is not the right word currently um car loan rates are not fabulous but they're also not uniform mm-hmm. so you've got to ask the question we recently uh, had one of our clients uh, purchase a car and financed it at 5%. Okay, mm. not great, not dreadful. Mm. Uh, we recently had one of our clients uh, finance a car at zero mm. because the dealership, that particular make, that particular model was one that they wanted to uh-huh. incentivize people to move. Right. Now, Toyota, Toyota has, I'm sure, models that are hard to move and other models that are uh, easy to move, but uh, the Taco Maz are very uh, popular. It is unlikely that they're going to have a wonderful rate. Yeah. But ask, ask. the yeah. question. Sure. Um, one time I bought a Hyundai Elantra that had a uh, financing deal where I think we got like $1,000 off just to finance. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to pay cash for the car. It was a very inexpensive high value, you know, good value new car. So we financed it to get the promotion and then paid off the loan in like three months or, you know, whatever. We held it for the minimum required time and therefore it ended up saving money, mm-hmm. uh, even though we didn't really need the loan. But, hey, it's like, well, let's take advantage of it. So, is it, like you said, always ask, have all your information. Okay, good. Well, hopefully that that helped other people, too. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and if you are, um, and please accept this in the spirit in which it's intended, if you are a woman— and you are uh, doing this on your own, strongly consider taking a gentleman with you. It doesn't much matter 
who the gentleman is. Could be a close friend, could be a, a relative, could be a, somebody from your church. It could be just your buddy. Could be your just somebody you work out with at the gym, uh, because uh, they tend. Sadly, they are not fiduciaries. These these are not your buddies. Um, they tend to pressure women more than they do men. And uh, I recently went through a purchase myself, and Diane and I are sitting there, and the young lady was very polite, but she was doing all the tricks. And I'm quite certain that um, uh, on her own, Diane would have been, geez, I'm not sure, and would have uh, maybe made some choices that Mm. weren't in her best interest. Uh, They tend not to do that, or at the very least, even if you're saying, look, I don't have a gentleman that I'm very close to, uh, should I take somebody? The answer is, sure, take your best friend. And if you're getting halfway through this thing and you're going, I'm feeling pressured, you can turn to your best friend and go, you know what? Let's just step out and we'll get a glass of water. Let's just step out. Maybe we'll go sit in the car. Maybe we'll make them nervous that they think I'm walking away from this deal. Taking somebody with you is a really good idea. Mm -hmm. Speaking of taking someone with you, 833-707-7900. We go to the phones. And we're going to have take Steve with us. <laughs> Good morning, Steve. Thanks for calling. How can we serve you? Morning. This is probably a, a simple question pertaining to savings. Okay. Okay. You have a savings, a regular savings account. Say you have so much money in a regular savings account, and, and they have a, such a thing as a money market savings account. And you put money in that, too, Okay. That a percentage of that is a little bit better, which isn't that great, over a regular savings account. Is is you know is that a better idea to put it in a, a money market savings account? And is that just as safe as a savings account? Well, these are good questions. It is just as safe. It has the same FDIC insurance, so you've got no additional risk. Uh, the difference between a savings account, which is typically a, an interest rate that's set, for a fairly long period of time and a money market savings account is that those interest rates change on a weekly basis. So if interest rates start to drop, the money market rates will drop very, very quickly and the savings accounts might go more slowly. But in general, if you can get a higher rate of interest on a money market savings account, you should take it. Uh, okay, that answers it. Uh-huh. Good deal. And what uh, I guess it doesn't matter what amount you have as long as you feel that amount in your savings is good. Because if you get so much money, I guess, in your savings, you should put it in the CD and so on. Uh, that, that is certainly an option. But, again, it's, it's a lot – it's largely governed by how you feel about that. Hey, it might be a lot of money to somebody else, but for me, it, it gives me some peace of mind. I'm fine with it. Or vice versa. I only need a little bit in my savings. I'll stick the rest of it in the CD. That makes good sense, too. Seems to be quite a, a, a little, bit, uh, quite a bit more, you know, in, in a money market than than a regular savings. That happens quite often. So, and you might have to shop a little bit, but if if you're working with your banker, if you're in there often, it should work out just fine. Okay. Hey, thanks for your input, buddy. No worries, Steve. Take care. Have a good day. Bye bye. Yep. That's my kind of guy. <laughs> yes. Uh, eight. No, we're good there. Uh, let me make sure that I didn't. Okay, I'm good there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> are we Are we going to attempt that? What? It, it's just a. It's just feedback. It's oh, not okay. A question. Excellent. So here's the question, because I promised 
Uh, we have an, a client with a really horrible advisor. Oh, yes, that's right. Okay. Uh, so the couple's in their 60s. Uh, they just retired. Okay. The advisor, number one, recommended that they roll their wife's 401k over to, that. that's currently a Vanguard. Okay. Um, you've heard of Vanguard? <laughs> yes. Uh, they're an up-and-coming financial <laughs> firm, I think. I, I personally have a lot of confidence in them. I think oh, they're going to be around. They're going to be all right. Okay. Uh, so advisor, it's a woman advisor, roll, uh, recommended that the wife roll over her 401, uh, I'm sorry, 403B okay. to funds with the advisor's company with a significantly higher uh, expense ratio. Okay. Second thing they recommended is that the husband... Uh, put his Roth IRA into an annuity with 7.5% surrender charges up front, declining to zero over eight years. Okay. Uh, third, they never asked to see their tax return, uh, have no idea what their tax bracket is or whether or not they qualify or whether or not yeah, they either qualified for, <clears throat> excuse me, or would benefit from a Roth IRA. And uh, lastly, recommended they start taking Social Security immediately rather than waiting, because if they take it immediately, they won't have to take any money out of their savings. <laughs> so how would we respond to an advisor making these recommendations? We would highly recommend getting a second opinion, <laughs> a more comprehensive uh, review of the situation, and therefore you can cover in more detail which if any of these recommendations make any sense um yeah and do it quickly uh, yeah do it quickly and you know how you talked about the ability to reverse a decision yes so some of the things in here most of the things in here cannot be reversed right yeah so, you know, it will it will largely depend on the timing if they did this a week ago most annuities, for example, mm. have a 30-day free look. Sure. You have the ability to say, I'm sending it back. Give me my money. Yep. So if they did it just recently, they have a shot at this. The rollover from uh, the 403B into higher costing uh, um, uh, assets inside the IRA with the advisor. Yeah, I've not heard of 403B saying, we want to send the money back. Yeah. yeah, I haven't heard that yet. Yeah. And there are other, um, goodness, uh, Vanguard is very inexpensive. There's no question about it, which is why we use Vanguard substantially in, in our more than money portfolios. Um, but um, ETF platforms can have expense ratios. Gosh, there are some that are down in single digits, single one hundredths digits, yeah, yeah. eight one hundredths of a percent. So can that be a much lower fee structure? Sure. That's uh, one of the considerations, too. I uh, talk about how we use funds in our model and, and, and for a lot of our clients that have expense ratios of 0.79% because they offer significant downside protection for your principal. Is it worth Paying 0.79% to have a 20% buffer for you, it very well may be. Yeah, it depends. It depends. Sure. So that's only one thing to look at, you know, whether or not the... Would you look at your tax return? 
Yeah, well, we always want to see where that. What we need to know what the tax taxable income level is. Um, not only do we uh, do we look, and and you're quite right. Not only do we need to know, um, but uh, ethically, uh, legally, SEC FINRA rules, we are required by law to uh, know enough about our clients to make appropriate decisions in the best interest of the client. How do you make a recommendation about an IRA or a Roth IRA or a rollover or not and have no idea about their tax situation? Yeah, when people say, should I do a Roth conversion? I don't just say yes or <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a, we really need to look at your uh, tax situation in detail before you can make a recommendation like that. Uh, we need to know your tax situation. We need to know your goals. Mm-hmm. We need to know your family situation. Mm-hmm. Do you have children? Do you have grandchildren? What are your legacy goals? What do you hope to accomplish? Do you have charitable goals? Uh, maybe we're looking at, uh, we've assumed that this is, well, then when it goes to your family, we, we don't want it to go to our family. Right. So unless we know all the components and all the personal specific um, characteristics of this client, these clients, we can't not only um, effectively, uh, ethically, but legally make any of these recommendations. Uh, this advisor is uh, walking a very fine line. Um, this advisor, in my opinion, may have already crossed that line to make so many different uh, um, errors in judgment mm-hmm. with one client mm-hmm. that would suggest that this advisor has decided I'm going to try to get as much money as I can and get out of Dodge. Yeah. Um, I happen to know that there, this advisor is with a major national firm. Uh, national firm needs to know about that. You need to, uh, number one, leave this advisor behind. And number two, make sure that the uh, firm is aware that they are employing an advisor that's putting them at dire risk. Mm. Speaking of dire risk, we are at dire risk of not getting our good information out to you before the end of the show. <laughs> it's only a couple minutes left, and uh, goodness, uh, time sure does fly when we're able to uh, serve so many of you, and, and uh, you you are wonderful to uh, to be part of our show. So many of you uh, are relatively new to More Than Money. Perhaps you picked it up uh, from a recommendation from a, uh, a friend or a family member. And you're saying, this this is great stuff. I have very specific questions. Those are called second opinion meetings. We offer those at no charge, uh, simply by request. So send me an email, gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. We'll make sure that that gets taken care of for you, that we can schedule that for you in our More Than Money World Headquarters. If you want to learn more about More Than Money and about us uh, and our entire team, uh, morethanmoneyonline.com morethanmoneyonline.com works very very well and of course if you wish you can go old school you simply call 610-746-7007 610-706-7007 folks thanks for spending part of your Saturday with us Lots of football this weekend. Uh, I hope your team wins. <laughs> and uh, even if they don't, we'll still see you next week right here on More Than Money. <laughs>